means they are believable of God's word and believe in life. You know what humanity is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu God bless you. And write everything down. I know give you praise for this workers meeting and leaders meeting. We just ask you to have your way, Holy Spirit, and that you implant your burden in people, in these people. You change them into, into something else. Let them be conformed to the image of Christ. Let a passion for souls, a burden for the harvest, a burden for responsibility rest on them in the name of Jesus. Amen. For the time is short. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I was talking about passion and expectation. I was this morning, I was coming, the person that brought me, I was just sharing with her about passion and expectation. You understand? Passion and expectation. You know, when you're in business and they say, you know, in Jesus' name and all that, that kind of tone is an expectant tone. When you are not expectant, you don't receive anything. That's how this thing works. The moment you come for a meeting and you have no expectation, guess what? You will live with nothing because you wanted nothing. Do you understand? The way God is wired is that God cannot deny you what you want, especially when it's a spiritual reality. He can't deny you. God is more expectant or more desirous that you function, you know, spiritually than you are. God has more desire that you become a giant than you have a, a desire to become a giant spiritually. We call them spiritual champions or champions of the gospel. God has more of a desire for that. You understand? So, God is more like this ocean, right? Now, the ocean does not know what it means that you took a cup of water or a tanker. The ocean is just the ocean. And it's just full of water. If you come with a teacup... Guess what? The ocean will not say no. If you come with a bucket, the ocean will not say no. If you come with a reservoir, guess what? The ocean will not shake and say no. You will finish me. Freely you receive, freely give. So, when people come for this kind of meetings, everyone has their own capacity of expectations. Some people in their minds, when I come here, it's over. Like it's over. Those days we were, we were like, if I don't get slain totally in the spirit, if I don't get totally, let me use the word, lambasted, I didn't collect anything. That's how we used to think back in those days. We still think like that. If, 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 I, if I can still stand on my two legs, by the time it is over, ah, I didn't collect. Like, ah, well, I didn't collect. There's that kind of mindset. Yes, I always talk about the calm meeting that changed my life. There was the first one that happened I went for, and those days we come all the way from Ghana, we enter bus, take a whole day's journey down to Lagos in redemption camp to attend camp meeting. And the first one I attended and it's like nothing. Then later I went back and realized what happened. I didn't have an expectation. I only heard stories and so I'm like, okay, it will be nice, so it will be good and things happen. But you see, when you have an expectation, it's not just to expect. There are things you do to show you expect, like prayer. On your own, you are praying for the meeting. You are speaking in tongues. You are in class. The girl is talking uh, different things. How uh, West Africa was formed in your mind. Okay. La Makata. As I go there. When I enter the, in fact, as I just enter the hall, I will go on the park. The thing, I will, that is there. Uh, the things I will hear, I cannot be normal. I can't, you'll be saying those things yourself. 
you will say those things yourself. The woman with the issue of blood, when she was, she said, see, there are people, the Bible says that crowds thronged on Jesus that day. That means people were pressing against him. People were touching him. Everybody wanted a piece of the action. But this woman had an understanding. She said, if I touch the hem of his garment, that means I don't even need to grab him. If I cannot touch a part of his cloth, small part, if I, she, she understood that guy. If I cannot touch him, it's over. This my issue of blood is gone. Her expectation was so high. So, the Bible says that she squeezed and squeezed and she was unclean according to the laws of Moses. So if they caught her, they could have stoned her. Because the law says, if you are unclean, don't touch anybody before you defile them. So she, she, was, she took a risk. Yeah, that's one thing. When expectation takes risks, you take a risk. You say, you know what? You do what you've not done before because of what you want to see. You say, I refuse to be normal. This meeting, ah, like, no, ah, ah, no. No. Sometimes, what you do is sometimes, you go gather friends, you say, look, you, all of you here, if you don't cover that meeting, something's wrong with you. There are action steps you take to actually prove your seriousness. How, how much desire is burning in your heart. Yes. You come, I cannot, I refuse to be normal. I now realize, okay, there are things I have to do. So I start praying, I start expecting, I start saying to myself, when I go there, ah. I remember that meeting now. When we went there, me and my guys, because we know best of the same feather like to flock together. So all of us had the same feather that time. And I had, you know, yesterday I had learned about prayer. Oh boy, come and see us praying. Doing the comedy programs. Ah, boys, zeal day, zeal day, zeal day. Ah, see prayer. Ta-ta! Yeah! Even when I would pray, they would open it. Who is that? They ah! You hear tongues like machine gun. Boom! You see poster, you run. Ah, one of my friends. The guy will hop, 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 hop. <laughs> You know, you will see different kind of things. Zeal. We were like that. Pray. We said there's no way. We was like we're holding God's leg. <laughs> of course, we know that's not how it is. But we're like, no, there's no way. Like, we'll live here normal. We're like that. Oh, but I'm telling you, those meetings there, they didn't have to talk much. <laughs> you know, when you're in that kind of zone, you know, some people, they <laughs> just... A small thing, the person ministry just says. The way to pass through you like fire. He can say something and you are not be talking like this and in passing. Other people are like, okay, you is grabbing, you are crying. You are weeping. Yeah. It's, it's, you are catching burdens. Because for you, you didn't come. <laughs> I came with the reservoir. <laughs> so carry your ticket up and be going. Yes. Any small thing said make has meaning. They talk about souls. You are, you are there. Your mind is there. You are weeping. You are already thinking of people in your room. You are thinking, that is the mindset. I won't forget that meeting anytime soon. That same meeting. I remember we all said that our pastor that time mounted the pulpit. Pastor David. And he just said that there's something there's about gifts. There's, there's, there's something. Things have been, you were just talking like that. Before I knew, bah, on the floor. I got to be, you know, I was on the floor. Just there. It was the first time I, the power of God hit me like that in my life. I was on the floor, I said, yeah, 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 The next thing, I said, there's another one. I got up, I, from, from, you know when you go on the pass, sometimes you are so weak. But when I heard, there's another one, oh, hey, I go, I, I said, ah, I can't be left behind. <laughs> I got up again. See, he hit me. Hey! And it was just me. My other friends who keep hungry like that. And now my friend, he said, he said, when is it, that one is one of these guys. 
He said when the man was talking, he saw the thing in the spirit being distributed. He saw angels moving. He said when they came in his direction, he said he was knocked out. Not just him, everybody around him. His whole area was knocked out. They were, you know there's a way you can be so zealous eh, that it affects the people around you. Are you with me? There's a way you can be so zealous eh, that it affects the people around you. Yes. There's a way you will be so burdened, eh, so zealous that even whatever I want to be stones around you, it will become contagious. It hits them. Jesus says, zeal for your house has eaten me up. This morning, I want to share a bit on zeal. Passion. John the Baptist explained that, that Jesus coming would baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that that fire would consume, you know, we read it, you're going to see it as, he said, the refiner's touch in his hands and he's going to consume the chaff with unquenchable fire. So there's a fire of the Holy Ghost. There's a fire. But that fire is not what people think. I would say it's more about zeal. It has a lot more to do with zeal, your passion. There's this thing about what we call serving the Lord with fervency. Fervently serving the Lord. There's passion. When you get born again, one of the things that comes into your heart as the Spirit of God enters, He comes in with passion. There is passion that comes with the work of salvation. Passion. Zeal. Fervor. In other words, the act of overdoing. Passion. Passion is not something that is just for young people. And it's not something that dies with age. Passion is something that grows with time. Meaning that how passionate you were two, three years ago, by now you should be four times that amount or ten times that amount. Passion should grow. See, Jesus now started his ministry with passion. Forty days prayer and fasting in the wilderness. He was ending it with prayer. Passion never died. In fact, passion went up. Zeal went up. Jesus, when he drove away those, you know, guys from the temple, it was said there, he says, zeal for your house has eaten me up. That is, it has infected me. The way I like to put it is this, eh, that, you know, if you take plantain, I was trying that example with someone this morning. If you take plantain and put it inside a frying pan, you know, after if you wait like one or two minutes to fry the bit, burn it, you bring it out, it's not done. Then there's the one, you leave it there a bit more, it now browns out. You know what I'm saying? Some people say, yeah, dodo is done. You bring it out. Hi, that one is nice. But at another level, you leave it to fry. Eh? That it becomes black. It's black. You can't recognize it as plantain again. It has become something else. A bond offering to the Lord. God's desire is that you are like that plantain. That roasted plantain to the point they can't recognize you. Yes. Zeal. Some people, I'll tell you what happened. Some people saw a fellowship like this and joined and caught a burden and were passionate and were on fire and many things were happening. They came out of school and that was it. No passion again. No zeal. No fervency. <laughs> it's a warning to be careful. Because the same way you have zeal, you can lose it if you're not careful. I was telling someone this morning, I said, look, ask yourself, where is the passion? Is your passion, look, when you discover something beautiful, there's a zeal to share it. 
There's a zeal. Ah, bro, zeal. If I tell you about my school days, I still, of course, you see me, you know that the zeal is not down. But it started from school days. Hey! Those days. Ah, me and my friends. My friends. People I call my best friends. Passion. Hey, hey! Those days, if you just receive, get one new book, you have a new book like this, eh, and you read it. Hey! You, you go there, you sit down with them, you can be there for hours, four hours. We are talking, we are sharing, talking about. When I say, guy, I read this book, oh boy, man, I will share, share. Oh, more, the power can hit the place. We start speaking in tongues, people are shocked. The next day, they run out to find the book. The next day, I'm not saying maybe, in fact, that same day. Say, where'd you buy this book? Eh? They run, go and look for it. They woof the thing, say, God, man, 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 passion. Passion. When we want to talk about man, guy, in my prayer closet, in my prayer, you know what happened to me? You know what God said to me? I say, eh? God said to you. And God not said to me, rubbish. I run inside. I say, you pray how long? Two hours? I can't do four hours. I'll be there. I'll be praying, oh. I say, God, huh? No, you talk to you, you not talk to me. Uh-uh. You know, <laughs> when all God can talk to you about is, don't worry, your family will be okay. Everything will be fine. Don't worry. You're coming out of the storm. Don't worry. The devil is a liar. That's all he's talking to you. Ah, you should beg God and say, Lord, you don't like me now. Yes, he's talking about souls. He's telling them about how I want you to take this school for me. I want you to bring your roommates. I want you to plant six cells this semester. I want you to do this and that. I want you to increase your prayer life. That's what God is telling some people. You, what is that? Don't worry, eh? Don't worry. Your family is fine. It is where? It is where? You know why? Because that's what, that's what your mind is tuned to. Your Christianity is about God came to make sure everything is fine in my life. Let me tell you, God did not come and promise you that your life will be, that your life will be okay. Go out and watch the Buddha have served God. Jesus said to that trials will come. He told you. He never said that being saved meant a ticket that your life will just be better. It's a lie. He never said because you are, that you are poor, once you get saved, you will not be rich. There is no scripture you can use to, to claim that. He never said it. In fact, go and check the Christians in Paul's time. The early church. There's these guys who wrote about the Macedonians. He said in their deep poverty, they were broke. They were broke before they got saved. After they got saved, they still broke. Salvation is an eternal thing. It doesn't change, you know, those things around you. Those things is by faith and appropriation you can change them. It doesn't mean that God promises you a better life. Get it straight. Because the Jesus himself, you know how many times they tried to kill him? Jesus. How many times they tried to grab him and kill him? Yes. In his short three and a half years ministry. How about Paul the Apostle? Hey, that one is even, was even worse. It should be Second Corinthians where he explained how he had taken the, the Jews 40 lashes three times. He had, you know, he had been shipwrecked. He had been, he said he had been beaten with rods about five times or so. He said he had been stoned to death once. <laughs> he said in prison often, in beatings plenty. He says in fasting, in hunger, in sleepless nights. In watchings, in prayer. He says, in dangers of the sea. In danger of robbers. In, that is, this guy's life was a dangerous journey. And guess what? All his problems began when he got saved. So if you are here, you think that your problems will end because you got saved. You are joking. In fact, if you are really following God, your problems just began. Jesus said, I, said, I told you guys yesterday, and he said that you receive houses, lands, and all that. And he was not talking about the fact that someone will give you a house. 
He was talking about the fact that when you go on missions, when you preach the gospel, that when you go out there, you are going to receive people who welcome you into their homes. You welcome people, the more people you win, welcome them into the family of God. They will welcome into their homes. You will gain more family. More people will get saved. He said lands, houses. He says fathers, you know, mothers, children. That is, they are going to be issued in the family. He now said with persecutions is part of the package. Is part and parcel of the package. Persecutions. As you are serving this God, they will talk against you. They will say things about you. Is your not too much? Always going for sale. Fellowship, 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 fellowship. Always, always. Is it not too much? They are, they are bewitching you. They are bewitching you. Ah, I love this kind of bewitching. I like it. Yes. I like it. They will talk. Oh. They will talk. Ah, guess what? Some people will just cringe. And they will come and say, mm-hmm, you know, I don't want to. Guess what? Let that thing be fueled to your fire. As they are talking, they say, ah, didn't you see what we read? When the early church now, when they threatened, I said, don't talk again. This is on Jesus again. You know what they did? They went and prayed. They said, Lord, the older threatened. They said, now grant us boldness to preach more. Can you imagine? The person said, if we catch you preaching again, we will flog you. We will do this to you. They say, eh, okay. They go back. What's prayer point? Lord, give us boldness. Let's preach more. Let's preach more. Let's do more. Let's get this matter. Let's, oh, you think you're pers- Yes, persecution should have a result on you. What is that? More. Someone say more. more. Much more. Say much more. much more. Yes. When you're persecuted, when they're insulting you, when things are happening to you, when you're being chastised, you want to know what you do? Oh, God, no. Ah, you say, Lord, they started. My prayer life is one hour, three hours from now on. You double it, triple it. Three hours from now on. School authorities start threatening people. You say, ah, hey, hey, you meet. You say, we only have how many cells? Double. Why? All the cells split, split. More cells, more cells, more cells, more cells. You push. Yes. They, you know, things start happening in your family. You know, they're calling from home. Pressure everywhere. The finances are down. They can't pay your school fees. Ah, praise the Lord. Hey, hey. Ah, hallelujah. Say, Lord, I'm going to win souls. Leave your room. So you sit down and be depressed. Say, ah, hey, God, oh, hmm, what will I do? What will I do? What will I do? What will I do? Till you become done. Leave your room. Go and knock from the... Have you received Jesus? <laughs> Come Yes. When the devil begins to attack things in your family and all that, it's to distract you from what is real. He, those, the, the, the fact that things that they are calling from home to tell you stuff, schools are not paid, means that Satan knows that all you are doing is important. So, your reaction should be like, ha, ah, this fire must not die. Oh. In fact, this fire, if I was only throwing one chunk of wood inside, I'm going to go and, go and cut down a whole forest and put inside a fire. I'll burn a whole forest. That must be your reaction to trials. It must be your reaction to those things. Yes. What are you now saying yesterday? What kind of friends do you have around you? What kind of friends? Who are they? <laughs> ask yourself. If I, my, if my, ask yourself, if my fast starts going, if I start becoming less zealous, before it used to be the first, I, I, you know, let me, you know, sometimes we think that because we mature, maturity is that, okay, I used to be the first in front for meetings. You know, now, you know, you come down, you come in like 20 minutes late, you know, you sit at the back. You think that's maturity. No, that's high stupidity. 
Yes. See, there's, Jesus told the, the, the first church you know, in, in the book of Revelation, he said, return to your first love. In other words, return to the love I have for you. From there, your passion will come out. Go back. What did you start doing when you, you know, that zeal, that favor, that passion, what were you doing before? See how you will stay in prayer meetings, you will not sleep. You will be there. You will be praying. 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 You will pray. You will pray. Now, prayer meetings, say, ah, you know, I'm now an ex-school. I'm now part of the student body. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the ultimate stupidity. Let me even say this. How do I know if I should receive a position from school? Or any position at all? I wait. I ask myself, if I take this position, can I still do what I'm doing right now? Will it affect what I'm doing right now? Will I have time for this thing that's important? You know, they can even appoint you student chaplain. Eh? And you will not have time for what's important. Now you now turn to general overseer. No time to reach out to souls again. No time to do your cell again. And you'll be telling yourself, don't worry, it's to help the effort. It's to help the young effort. You know, this guy, Samuel, Oyewole, in Covenant. You know, if you know him, you know that if, he's, if he enters any kind of church, they want to grab him or anywhere. And they wanted to make him, you know, a head in the chaplaincy of the school. So he came and met me and he was asking that this is what is up and everything is considering taking it. So I said, go and pray about it. Ask yourself, if you take it, can you still do the work you're doing? And the guy went and sat down, thought about it, prayed about it, and came back and said, I can't take it. Because he realized if he took it, he would have to relegate that thing he was doing to other people. Yes, now. See, if your vice president, vice president, Osi Banjo, I hear he still preaches in church. I hear that. I think he still preaches in his church. He still does that. Vice what? President. He's still preaching in his church on Sunday. VP of a whole country still finds time to preach in church. Your own. What they give you? Exco. Wanting here. Treasurer, you don't have time again. You miss most of the meetings. Now you are busy in your head. You are busy. Can't say, say, don't you understand? You understand, right? You understand. I'm busy. You are also stupid. Yes, because that, check it. The fire will die. No time for prayer meeting again. Are you okay? When last you come for prayer meeting? Say, sir, you know God understands. He doesn't understand, though. He does not understand. Oh, you're here, you started a business. And your business is moot. Say, sir, you know, you say, you know, like we're trying to, this year we're trying to do our one million dollar project. You know, we need funds. And so, because we need funds. You know, that's the reason why you now attend a priority in two weeks. The reason you've not done anything. Bros, sister, you are backsliding. Like Michael Jackson. You are backsliding. Yes, there's a word like that. Backsliding. And it doesn't happen in one day. It's a progressive thing over a period of time. It starts with, oh, no time, no time. Ah, ah, you know, wake up in the morning. Ah, I'm supposed to pray, but ah, I woke up. No time, no time. We rush out to lectures. In those days, when we rush out to lectures like that, we had to make sure that we came back and balanced it. When I could not pray in the morning, I will make sure that when I get to lectures, I'm already calculating my prayer time. When I come back, you know, sometimes we come back immediately. As we come back immediately like that, we just go and we hit, we just go to our corner, we hit that place, and we start praying. 
Yes. Some people, they just excuse, oh, I didn't have time in the morning. So, bro, sister, don't you have time now? Or oh, are you busy 24 hours of the day? It's better, you see, let me tell you, fight for your prayer life. Fight, I mean fight. Anything that opposes your prayer life is devils. Including your lecturer. Let me say it again. Because sometimes, sometimes for example now, is in this kind of period where I'm coming and I'm having this kind of meetings. That's when your lecturer thought to put up one thing like that. You be, the whole semester has been cruising. In fact, the man has not been coming to class. All of a sudden, you have a three-day meeting and those three days, he just blocks it. Say, plus after the test. That one, you know what to do now? You realize that that man is under an influence. Carry his head inside, inside prayer room. Yes. Look at the man. Yata, yata. Because, you know, he's speaking in tongues. In tongues, they are giving instruction. You don't know. Tata, yata, yata, satara. Or you can notice that every time you want to come for sale or whatever, you just know there's just this friend that is not interested in anything spiritual. But that's the time they come and look for you. That's the only time they know how to look for you and bring gist. Hi! That is Satan's incarnate right there in front of you, a devil in disguise. Yes! Yes! I'll tell you, even if being an ex school or what they call those things in the ex school, Abby, if being an ex school or whatever is going to cost you spiritual things, abandon that post, my friend. There are like hundred other people that want to feel it. Abandon it. Who will beat you? Abandon it. Throw it away, Joe. Yes. Because you can see yourself useless, very useless. And you are so full of activity. I've told you, you can even be chaplain. Run up and down. Hey, this is sense to this one. Run, pillar to post. And you think you're doing God's work. You're not doing jack. Because according to God's work, God's definition of God's work is what? Going to world and make disciples of nations. Win souls. Make disciples. To do that, you need to do sales. You need to be involved. You need to pray. That is what God requires, calls work. Anybody that says, I'm working for God, and they're not involved in soul winning. That's evangelism. They're not involved in prayer meetings. They're not involved in, you know, in, in discipling people. You don't have people wonder you're working, that, that you're that raising. You're not doing jack. You can be the biggest singer in the choir. I don't care. You will not get any rewards. You can be cleaning chairs every day in church. You will not get any reward because you are disobedient. Very disobedient. Those are things that are the cornerstone of Christianity. You can't call yourself a Christian and not do those things. It's part and parcel. Yes. If you are a Christian who, who is supposedly serious, even if you don't have a cell, it must be an aspiration. It must be a goal. Are you waiting for them to come and tell you, say, it's not going to start a cell? <laughs> oh. No. If they have to come and tell you, start a cell, you're serious. You are very unserious. You are the one that should go to meet them. I say, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really would like to grow. They say, eh, really? I say, yes. I say, I'll do anything. They say, okay. And they tell you, go and praise You know, there are some people, if your leader, you are here, your leader cannot talk to you. They can't, in fact, even to call you for, for, for meetings, it's almost like that. It's like what we call pleading. Hey, John, please. Eh? That they are almost managing to try to say that you should maybe consider coming for meetings. Yeah, you know, they are, you know, your heart doesn't quake. Your leader calls you. You see the phone call. Your heart is not quaking. 
They always call it. What put on mute? Hi. So, in fact, you've already bastardism. You're already there. In the land of the bastardism, you're already gone. Yes. Your heart must be tender. Yes. Your biggest desire must be to grow. Say, I want to grow. I want to grow. If all you do is only when you come for cell meeting, when they just shared, is that's the only time you pray. You didn't pray that money. It's cell that you come for. You now pray in the cell. They now share or whatever. Or maybe when they go on outreach, that's only the only time you go on outreach. Or only Friday prayer, that's when you pray. Ah, no. You are backsliding. You are very, very. In fact, there, someone said it's not just backsliding, it's backflipping. You are gone. You are literally gone. Hey, <laughs> you are gone. Can your leader tell you to pray more and you do it? And not give excuses. Dirty excuses about how your lecturer gave you 50 assignments. And that was three weeks ago. Plus the other two weeks. Anybody who really has God in mind will always find a reason to do things. You always find a, a way. You will find a way. And I'm not saying you neglect academics, so please be fervent in your academics. Do you understand? But don't give an excuse because that time when you say I don't have time, but yeah, you had time at the Suya stand talking with that person you like. You had time at the Shawarma area gisting away for one hour. You had time on your phone, on WhatsApp, looking at, you know, WhatsApp stories and Instagram stories and Snapchat. You had time scrolling through feeds that will not help your destiny. You had time going on YouTube trying to see what's the secret to natural hair. You have time. So don't tell you now you didn't have time. It's a lie. You have time. But just that that time is apportioned to something else. You had the time. Oh, you had time. Yes. Your time is a reflection of what is important to you. Passion. Is your passion going down? Are you still zealous? You know, there's people we call overdue. Say you overdue. Please, it's better to overdo than underdo. It's better to overdo than to underdo. Overdue, let them see it. Second Timothy chapter 2, I think. Paul explained, he said, he said, didn't show himself approved to God. A workman approved. Ferrell divided the world of truth. Then there's another place where he said that your profiting may, uh, may be evident to all. In other words, people will see it. If you're on fire, we should know. It's not private. See, my fire is very private. See, my Christian life is private. Shut up. There's nothing private about it. As you have your prayer life, say, no, no, no. It's personal. No, you are personally dead. There's nothing personal about it. Nothing is, if you like, vex with me. I don't, I don't say, you know me, I don't care. I don't say your face. I will say it. I will say it. So that when I meet Jesus, he will say, ah, well done, you told them well. I say, yes. I say, Lord, I, shall, I, I will be crying. I say, Lord, I shall told them. I shall, I shall have broken someone's head. I shall have done something. I say, it's okay, it's okay. Say, passion. Zeal day. Yes. Zeal what? A day. Someone say a day. Yes. Ah, ah. They must see the passion. You know, you can have that to go. I will pray to the point that I will, if I enter someone's room, they will go under the park. Yes. 
Look at your Bible. Peter's shadow healed the sick. What's your own shadow doing? <laughs> eh? It's just there chilling. In fact, you saw a shadow has poor belly self. Inactive shadow. Someone else's shadow is walking. He's, he's raising dead. People, so, just, just, someone just waved his hand. Something happened. You did like this. They are saying, did you wear perfume today? Emoji. W-O-G. Woman of God. Ah. Passion. Zeal, suppose, day. Zeal. Ah. You know, one girl like that there, eh? one girl approached her like that. She came to call me one person. She said, I think there's something wrong with me. He said, what do you mean? She said, I don't believe her approached me to toast me. I don't believe her. See, man of God, didn't you see the fire? How can I not be approach me? Some of you, they approach you, are flattered. <laughs> and smiling. You are so happy they approached you. Even if you said no. So you can tell your friends how that person approached you and you said no. That's your own, that's, that's your own gospel. No, you want to talk to me, but you know he's an unbeliever. So, and that person is embarrassed that someone had the guts to approach her and say, baby, they say, did you see the fire? Yes! Some people want to be diplomatic, you know. Say, you know, that guy is a Christian, but you know, he's very, very relatable, you know. She be relatable, yes, but I mean, they should know this guy is aggressive. Bone, this girl, forget it, she's fire. Approachable fire. It will burn you. You're just in your school, you're, you know, your, <laughs> you know, your, your mates, they'll see her. Uh, he's a Christian, yeah, he's nice. Sometimes he just gives some nice advice. What's that? Ah uh-uh. ah. They've not got the power under your hands. You know how lay hands, enter their room. Say, how are you guys? This is what the Lord is saying. Papa, you've not done that. Ah! Ah! Tap your neighbor, say W-O-G or M-O-G. Tap your neighbor. Ah! Tell him, ah! Wake up! No! It must be seen. Fire day. Bold day. Ah, uh-uh. Prayer champion. How many times they come to your room and see you praying? But some people they have never seen you praying when they come. To, how can your people come to you and they have never caught you praying once? Back in those days, eh? I'll be praying like this, eh? I didn't even know my voice was that loud. And it was this hostel, you know this kind of hostel that is like this, so there's a courtyard. So I'll be praying. It will be echoing all over the courtyard. I want to ask you, are you the one that's always <laughs> always praying and shouting? I say, yes, it's me. Yes. Badge of honor. <laughs> yes. What do you know you for? Say, your hair is always nice. So this, is your hair, this is your hair is on fleek. That's what you know you for. <laughs> Man, this is your fade, guy. This is your fade. This is your fade. Can't you see you're already fading? That's all they know you for. Fire day. Those days. First time when I got someone speaking in tongues for the first time. Ah! Ah! I went round though. I went round. All the my, all these guys, because you know, and look at this. I used to have, you know, because that time I was doing, I was making they, they called me crosswords. My brother was all crosswords. I was making t-shirts and everything. So people knew me for that. Made an artist, every independence, I used to paint faces and everything. They knew me, you know, how far, how far. I had lots of friends. Oh boy, based on all those contacts I made. 
when I decide to get someone speaking in tongues for the first time, I'm falling on the person. You know, I was telling them yesterday that the person that God explained to me how to speak to get some feel with the Holy Ghost, eh? I went there that day, no one else was there. So I did it and it worked. Ah. Later, as the guy said, man, nothing worked. The guy said that he himself has not done it. So the guy was, and you should see the guy was telling my pastor Chris that day, <laughs> saying, you know, uh, you know, like the life you uh, is like starting a, an engine. It's like, it's like transmitting. He was talking rubbish. Talking. Never done it. Me, I went and did it today. The rest is history. I went around my host, all my friends. I said, bro, uh, there's no way. See, hey, you are around friends and it is not doing to share, to talk about what is so the most important thing to you. There's no amount of, I'll start talking about God. It's just come out. It's just come out. I say, ah, do you speak in tongues? Say, no, 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 I don't know. Uh, no, it's easy, it's very easy, very easy. Say, you have time, sit down, let's share. One time, five of my friends, five of my guys, five guys, all very kind I got all these speaking tongues right there, on the corridor. All of them, right there. Zil day, someone say zil day. Zil day, pass on. Why are you ashamed? Why are you ashamed? Someone like Peter, on the day of Pentecost, the same one that, that, that denied you that the rooster had to shout and say, ah uh-uh. ah. The same guy. When the fire fell, the same guy got up and preached. 3,000 people got saved. The same guy. Ah, fire. Why are you ashamed? Why are you hiding? Are you a Christian? Or you are just playing? They say your profiting should be evidence to all. Jehovah overdue. Yes. Hi. Yes, now. Yes. They should know you for it. They should know you for being a Christian. Stop all this convenient Christianity. All this hiding. All this when it suits me kind of Christianity. Leave that thing. Leave that side. Passion day. Ah, uh-uh. those days we were known as the ear. Earpiece always the ear. Earpiece is always in the ear. Earpiece. You are going to class. Earpiece. Ah, you think it's music? Which music? Ah, those days was I let them have dominion. Hey, same one. While listening, ah, can I hear in their ear? Yes. When I bonkers in our ear, I passed those messages in my ear. I'm going where I'm going. I'm going to shuttle start under the hot sun. Sometimes you don't decide to walk home, walk back to your hostel, don't even take shots, just so you can have time to listen. Because you know when you go back, you have all these crazy friends that start taking your time. Leave that thing, you walk back. Walk back, and you are using that time to speak in tongues. Phone on silence, you don't care. You are there. Zeal day, passion. Hey! It's contagious. Can somebody who is not really serious about God come around you and within three days they are burning like? Can, can it happen? If it cannot happen, don't um, you know some people here will leave this meeting feeling depressed. It's good. Let the depression change you. Do something. There's some people they use depression as an excuse. I'm depressed. How will I ever be better? How will I? And you just be going, come back here, stop that rubbish. Feel bad at first. They make a resolve, decide, say, ah, they will never call, have a meeting and talk, and I'll, I'll be one of people that is 
holding my head like this. That should be the result you're holding, you have in your heart. See, they will never call an amity like this. I'm be saying this thing, I'm one of the people that is, is, is like this. How I wish, had I known. No. Be one of the people that as I'm talking, hi, in your heart, you're yeah, 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 checking yourself. Say, ah, you're ticking. Hi, no fire day. Fire. We're on the right track. You leave you happy. We're on the right track. Someone say fire day. The fire must be there. Yes. I once heard of one guy that didn't pray chain. The guy, he's supposed to pray three hours, then hand over. This other person pray three hours, you know, he'll go and do his own thing. Three hours, three hours, three hours. This guy will pray his own three hours, hand over to you and pray his own three hours with you. Hand over to the next person and pray his own three hours with that person. Fire day. Ah, ah. You look and say, this one, your own is too much. See, you are in Christ. Things, shut up. Some people will discourage another person's fire. You just don't calm down. No, that's the last word. You calm what? You never tell you calm down. Double it. Double it. Go and preach in front of your class. Yes. Double it. If they don't listen. Go. Go and look for how to become. Go and all this thing we talk about the supernatural. How can you be in this ministry? You're not working in the supernatural. Go and get my messages, Joe. All of them supernatural. Go and listen to them. It will fall on you. Go out there. Go and lay hands. I know about campuses where you see girls, pretty girls like this. One of them late fire day. She laid hands on Capone. Do you know who they call Capone? The head of a cult. She laid hands on the Capone. The guy was on the bar. Yes. Who do you call cultists? Say cultists. I'm, I'm here. Are you mad? You are the ghost because of cultists. No, you're not seeing fire. Nonsense. Fire should be there. They should know you for it. You know, I went to. You know, Omja and I went to a school about two days ago before I came here and everything. We're trying to reach out to secondary school. We went to that one secondary school and everything. I can show you there. I saw some people in the video on wooden bench, some very un- incomplete building like that. Benches, broken benches and stuff. I said they holy fellowship. And I noticed in the fellowship, you know, they were praying. Their prayer point wasn't exactly, you know what I mean now. But I noticed the girl that was leading the prayer. Short girl like this, eh? But full of fire. Fire! Hey! I don't look at the girl. The girl was just ah, walking up and down, leading the prayer. And not just that, the people that were maybe tired, she would go and meet them. Pray, pray, pray! Short girl, small girl like that. Pray! There was one boy, fine boy, he was even the vice, the, the, the assistant head boy. Fine boy, fair boy like that, some nice eyes. The boy was there, tall guy. This girl held this guy. The guy was trying to leave. She held the guy around some day. Can you imagine? I was just know that. I said, wait. The guy kept on trying to leave. Trying, begging her, trying to leave. This girl not allow him. And this guy could have literally, he just shoved her aside because he was so small. But let me tell you, it's not my size. There's, when you carry a level of authority. <laughs> I say, this guy, <laughs> this guy was terrified. I mean terrified. She did not allow him to go. Because the classroom, of course, no doors. So, me, I was at the back. So, the guy will come out from the back door and try to go. You know, it's this kind of place that you have a corridor. He'll come out on the back and try to escape. She'll go and block him. <laughs> block him. She'll just block him. He'll just, please now, please now. She'll keep on speaking. She'll keep on, the guy will just go back inside. Small, short girl like this. Who, but fire day. Hey! I'm looking for human beings like that. Fire day. Ah! Fire day. Passion. 
study of the word. The have they ever come and met in your room studying the Bible? Have they met you? They are praying. Say, please, please come back and pray. Have you ever told someone come back and pray? Or you are always available? <laughs> so you are, you are glad you have a free day. Ah, free day. All I do, I'll sleep. I watch movies, Netflix. Very silly. <laughs> that daily rubbish. Say I'll have time to catch up on social media. <laughs> we shall have plans for your days that are free. Say today. Eh? Say today I will wait, I will win more people. Say today I'm going to pray in tongues <laughs> from sun up to sundown. Are you with me? Yes, Are you with me? Yes, yes. I will pray from sun up. You know, just the fact that someone opens the door, you're looking there, tells me <laughs> a lot. Can you be at a place where your mind is not even shaking? Passion. Passion. Nothing can equate passion. Getting cold is not a sign of maturity. The things that used to bother you before, oh, ha! Those tenor things, they rebuke you small. Your heart is already torn in pieces. They just tell you, why were you late for a meeting? Your heart was already in shreds. You were almost crying. Now they say, why are you late? Your eyes are so hardened. Say, eh? Say, I was late. Now, lecture, lecture, you should understand. Uh -uh. Those days, even if you lecture, you are still coming apologetically. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your heart is now hard. <laughs> Go back oh, to your first love. Go back. Go back to your passion. Go back to fire. Go back. Now, what are the things that, because it's not just enough to say that, what are the things that seemingly distract you or put that fire down? Write it down. Some of the distractions. Things, things that affect your fire. Things that put the fire down. Number one, cares of this world. What are the cares of this world? Legitimate concerns. So, and I said, you can see somebody, you know, why, what happened? Why are you not in a prayer meeting? I'm worried. Why are you worrying about school fees? And it can be legitimate things, though. You know, some people, their own worries, boys. That guy stopped talking to me. And that's why they are not coming to church again. Or coming to fellowship again. You understand? Some people, legitimate things, legitimate issues. You understand? Your mom is sick. Some other things are happening. You understand? As I said, your devotion to Jesus should never be affected by bad things happening around you. Are you with me? Your devotion to Christ must never be affected by bad things happening to you. Never. We are in a bad world. I always like to use my own, exam my own life as an example. As I said last year, you see a scar on my hand here. I was attacked. Somebody took a machete and caught me. If you look here, you're going to see a scar also. Somebody caught me. There's also one here. Cut me, cut me here, cut me. I have a surgery on his hand. Literally broke the bone there and all that. You see how it was? It was bad. Yes, am I not the one preaching to you here? Ask the answer. Am I not the one? Is he my ghost? Has this happened to you? No. I was hearing some guys, there was a prayer meeting that was supposed to happen and rain started falling. So they were deciding, you know, because prayer, you know, rain is falling and everything, 
you know, I don't know how the place was, but maybe it was getting into the place. They said, you know what, let's postpone the prayer to another time. As they finish sharing the grace of their pre-prayer intentions, they said someone wheeled somebody in a wheelchair into the place. The guy was coming to pray. He didn't have legs. His legs were, were not working. And they wheeled him in. He was coming to pray. And they were about leaving with their octopus legs. <laughs> you know, there's some things that the Bible says provoke one another to good works. There's some things that you should see that should provoke you on a level that you cannot imagine. Should provoke you. The person that was narrating the incident said, after he saw that, he said, go where? Go where? Go where? Someone with no legs. Under the rain, is coming to pray. Those no legs alone is enough reason for a lot of people not, not to care about God. The guy doesn't have legs, he's coming to pray. Me with all my legs. In fact, he has double. I will not say I'm going away. He says, no, he's not going anywhere. He stayed there. Be provoked. Issues in life that happen are not a reason enough. When this thing happened, you think the thoughts did not come to my mind like, oh, is God there? You know, does God exist? All those thoughts came, but those are childish thoughts. Just, even yourself that is trying to... I say, look, me, as I am now, I can never be depressed. I'm the one that tries to get depressed. I try. As in, I try. Sometimes I want, I just want to say, let me be depressed. But the knowledge and understanding is too much. I know it's not God's fault. I know God is good. I know. In fact, it was even on that bed of sickness where I was there that I, some resolves were made in my heart. Ah, the fire multiplied. From an incident where I was attacked, from the, on that bed there, that surgery was one of the most painful things I ever did. Very painful. One day and I showed my hand. My hand was in a cast for six weeks like this. After that, physiotherapy for another almost four months or so. Where every, I was paying like 7K a week. Or you know, 7K a week or 7K per session. I forgot. Maybe per session. And maybe I would have like two times a week. It's pain. Every, pain. You come massage your hand. Give you exercise every time. But still, fire day. Fire day. Uh, summer camp, if you came, didn't you see my hand? You know, if you notice my hand, it has a plaster on his hand. Is that a reason I will not come? I will say, what? What's the excuse? Rubbish! I beg you, Mike! I preach. I lay hands. I did the work. Do not stop me. Till I'm dead. Even if I'm dead, guess what? I'll see you preaching. How? Three people have raised. I'll see you preaching. Do stop me. What has happened to you? And depressed, so you will not come to come to come to, come to meeting. They are, they are sick, virtually sick. How, you know, have you lost everything? Some people, do you know some people were even raped? I've heard of stories of a woman that was raped by men, and she came out of that and still preached to her accusers and got them saved. See what people are going. See the press people are paying. Some places they go to the north, they are lynching entire entire families. Some churches they will come and they will close. In service, they will come close and bar the door of the church and then throw canisters of kerosene inside and set the church on fire. The pictures are on type of Google, you see it. Born people in, in, uh, in the north. You will see it. You will see their whole boy all there, the, including children, babies, born. All of those people. <laughs> if you see them in the spirits in heaven rejoicing. Because this gospel, they died for it. Let's leave this Christianity that we practice that is convenient. 
as long as it's comfortable, as long as God is blessing me, as long as I've seen everything working in life, I'm a Christian. When things don't work, I'm, 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 I'm a Muslim. Or I'm something else. Stop that rubbish, job. Leave that baby stage. What's wrong with you? Are you the only Christian? Uh-uh. The man that died for you on the cross is not complaining. You, they say live for him. You, you, you are behaving anyhow. Come for me to know. Win souls, no. Everything, no. Excuse, yes. Plenty, abundant. Why will you mature and grow up? Hiding behind the father and unworthy. Who told you I'm unworthy? I said, are you tall? Where is the hammer? I'm not worthy. Leave that in. Stop being a baby. Christians in those days, they will lynch your brother, born him alive, then ask you, are you a Christian? <laughs> Guess what? They will say yes. And they will born him too. Who deny Jesus? Yeah, we have a lot of comfort, convenience. Enjoy yourself. See security idea, you know, right there. I'm safe. And even in this kind of environment, you cannot have sense to be ferment. Or you want to be like the Jerusalem church that it wasn't a persecution broke out. And they were running for their lives that they became. Because after, if you read Acts, the book of Acts, you're going to see that after that um, experience, the church was growing and growing. And they were winning souls among the Jews. They, they were not going out. They were not winning Gentiles. Just comfortable among themselves, what they are used to. People they know, you know. Some of you, the only people you win is your classmates or your friends. Is there anything wrong with that? No. My friend, step out of that place. Step out. So you find girl, find girl. Boys on your case every time, toasting you up and down. You are basking in it. Somehow in your heart, there's hidden pride that guys are always on your case, toasting you. There's that hidden pride inside there. You are drawing yourself out and validation from the fact that guys are always on your case. Something is wrong with you. Yet, which guy has reported to sell? Zero. Is, are you not? Are you, are, you, are you actually okay? <laughs> Zero. Throw your fine face. Useless in the kingdom. Fine girl. See the eyes. Radiant. Oh my God. I can look into your eyes all day. <laughs> so happy. So you to understand that your beauty is a tool given to you. You don't know. If you're here and there's someone that's been telling you you're very pretty. They like you. People are attracted to your beauty. You think your Esther's beauty had a purpose. Your beauty has purpose. Are you with me? Yes. Even your femininity has purpose. Because you will notice that females have this power. <laughs> There's some people that will not listen to me. At all. They don't care. They just see one girl. Just is, all of a sudden they are so nice and receptive. One small girl. Skinny thing like They are just so nice. Say, hey, I want to hear this word. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's a platform, my friend. Fired up. So that's number one. Cares of this world. You know, concerns. Legitimate issues. It could, it could even be academic issues. I don't think I'm doing so well. So, so because I don't do so well, what? The whole, the world should end because you're not doing well. Go and be reading your book more, Joe. Make the resolve, guy. You have to read more. have to study more. Don't stay in that depression. Some, some of you love depression. You love it. Aye! It's sweet. You love tears. Yes, you should be saving for worship. You'll be saving it for depression. 
Yeah, you're depressed. Ah. Or when you feel depressed. Ah. He just wants to tell you what's the matter. What's wrong? You like it? What's wrong? What's wrong? I don't really want to talk about it. What's the matter? <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. You like it. You like it. Attention seeker. Instead of pushing attention to the master. Attention seeker. You sinner. <laughs> it's true now. Your job is to make Jesus popular, not make yourself popular with your tears. Yes, Christ should be seen through you. Oh, if you are the one, a believer that has hope, you have a perfect hope, you, you have Jesus, and small things happen to you, you break down and everything. What should the unbeliever or the carnal believer near you do when they have issues? People's life will judge your own life when you stand before Jesus. All the excuses that you had for not doing what you should have done. When you stand before the Lord, all those people will pop up. What's your excuse? And I want people to have sincere, ask yourself, what's my excuse, really? Because some people have never thought about it. You have excuse, but really, ask yourself, what is my excuse? What's the reason? Life's challenges are not an excuse, though. Life's challenges are not an excuse to say that you will not follow God. Uh, is it challenge? The challenge starts today. Ah, <laughs> did it start today? It didn't start today. Oh. Number two, the kind of company you keep. The company you keep. Who are the closest friends to you? Who are the closest friends to you? Anybody that says that friends don't influence you is stupid. Because the Bible tells you clearly in the New Testament that evil communication corrupts good manners. <laughs> just having a friend there that is very, very late, that's always going late for meetings, eh? just that strength of lateness, one day you start going late too. It's just a problem of influence. You know, I'm married, so I understand. Like marriage, for example, when you get married, your husband or wife will be one of the greatest influencers in your life. Otherwise, it's careful to know who you marry. If your husband is not someone that likes to go to church, or your wife is not somebody, you know, if, I'm not saying influence, influence is because, you know why someone has influence over you? Because you like the person or respect the person. You understand? Because their words mean something to you. You understand? You know, if it's someone that you don't know from Adam, what was your business? But when is the person their words mean something to you? You have an emotional connection to the person. You like the person. It just takes the person saying, <laughs> Oh, Jerry, I beg. I'm tired. You're supposed to pray that night. I'm tired. Let me sleep. Just that small suggestion. Maybe that day you still went and prayed, though. And that day you want to go and pray. The same thing will play back. Why am I stressing? I'll pray tomorrow. Procrastination. The company you keep uh, is so vital. I've said it over the years. The friends I have kept, I made and kept. Eh? are some of the strongest pillars of fire I've ever seen. They have kept me on fire over the years and I've kept them on fire. I have kept them on fire. A ring of fire. You know when it's a ring of fire, you can't escape. 
In fact, some of them, when your father starts going down, they will pick it. You know, my pastor, Pastor Tim, always says something. He says that don't despise, when you are praying, don't despise the thoughts that cross your mind. Sometimes, maybe if you're not a prayer, someone just keeps on coming to your mind. Someone just keeps on coming to your mind. Call this person. I have not spoken to this person in a long time. Call the person. Have a habit of on time. Call, how are you? What's going on? You'll be shocked. Because sometimes you can see a person at the point of suicide. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Have friends that can pick it when, you are, when you, are, you are going down, when you're in trouble. They can pick it. Say, something is wrong. Say, are you okay? You know, today I was talking to somebody. I know I just looked at her. And I said, how is your fire? I picked it. And I, just, I just picked it. How is your fire? It wasn't in my mind before, but I just saw her this morning. I looked at her. I said, how is your fire? And it's not like her fire has gone, no, just small. Just small. I picked it. I said, no, something's wrong. Where is your zeal? Your passion? What do you people talk about? I've always said it. Your friends, what, when you meet together, what do you talk about? That's how you know whether there's fire or not. Oh, you will love the meetings I have sometimes with my, with my pastor, with my friends, when we're talking. <laughs> you love the meetings. You know, I have this book here in my hand. I'm going to read to you a letter. There are about four letters here. God help me, I'll read all of them. I'm going to see, this is, the guy who wrote this book, he said he was his friend from school days. And I think those letters came even in school days. They are friends over the years. And the things they have said to themselves how are going to preach the gospel in every nation and everything. They, are, they have done it. They are still doing it. Consistency. Can you have friends that you people have plans? You know how you make plans? I'll get a job when I leave school, I'll marry. Do you have friends that have plans for the gospel? Do you even have plans for the gospel? Have you made, have you set goals and set plans that you know, I'm going to, when I, even when I leave this school or in this school, I'll plan this amount of sales. I'll do this. When I leave school, ah, I'll make sure I'll plan this one. I'll do that one. I'll go to schools. I'll, you know, you have that in your mind. Do you have friends that have plans? Do you guys have plans together? If you don't have plans, sorry, but you need to have plans. You need to have plans. That is how you will make sure that when you live here, that fire will not just disappear and quench. Because fire is a deliberate thing. The third one, which I'm going to, but I'm not going there yet, is, write it down so that I forget, is deliberately cultivating the fire, feeding yourself. Deliberate action. Deliberate. Deliberate action. So the second one, look at this. So they were on fire, they made plans together. Let me, let me, let me show you me read it out, you know. And please pay close attention to this and ask yourself, have I ever encouraged somebody, my, my best friend like this? Have they ever encouraged me like this? Just you know, I'm, these are these are best friends, though. best friends or best friends. But see what is all what's their mind. Let me just read out, you know, read I'm gonna read this whole it's a chapter called Letters of a Soul Winner. He said, As far back as I can remember, I've always had a vision to win souls for Christ. Can you imagine this? He says, during my early days at the university, I met a law student called E.A.T. Saki. He happened to be a classmate and a friend to my wife, so naturally we became good friends. I soon discovered that he and I had similar interests in like soul winning. Are you seeing this? Similar what? 
interests. They are both interested in the same thing. What are you interested in? He said, I believe this is what drew us together in ministry. I am glad that we are both in the ministry today. Although my calling is to be a pastor, my hobby is to win souls and organize crusades. Some, what's your own hobby? I didn't say it's about to have a hobby, but see someone say, my hobby is to win souls. He said, I enjoy playing the organ and drums at crusades. I feel very happy when I see the Lord being preached to. I recently discovered some of the letters he wrote to me when we were both students in the university in 1988. So as students, this letter I'm going to, I'm going to uh, you know, read to you. They were re- re- you know, read, he wrote, they wrote to each other while they were students, just like you are students here. Because that time they have phone and all those things. So it's through letters. Maybe they're on a different campus or whatever. He said, at the time... I was a medical student and he was a law student, but neither medicine or law could drown our divine call and desire to win more people to Christ. So he said, I see this guy was a medicine student. So he said, I'm a medical student, I don't have time. See somebody here that has time as a medical student. He now said, I am reproducing below four memorable letters my friend, the evangelist, wrote to me. As you read them, I believe that you've been inspired to launch out into the harvest. Look at the first letter. He calls it the baptism of zeal, written on the 29th of January, February, March, April, May. 1986. Listen carefully to this letter. It's a long letter. It said, Doug, if we ever need a baptism from heaven, it should be a baptism of zeal. The zeal of your house has consumed me. We really need to be eaten up dry with a passionate passion. A burden that will make us uncomfortable until we see and get men saved from the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. This should be our waking thoughts and sleeping dreams. We really need the love that is blind to all the possible dangers of the mission. Love that ignores personal safety, disregards the odds against it, drops sacrifice into his vocabulary, requires no crutches, ignores all dangers, and is intolerant to idleness. He said, remember that the master went out at the 11th hour and he found some men still idling in the marketplaces. May God help us. In this 11th hour, the church seems to be idling, careless of his responsibilities. I'm really doubtful whether I want to be part of this system. I'm beginning to believe that it is not the sin of the world that is making the church sick, but rather the sin and concern of the church that is making the world sick. Are you seeing how somebody is thinking? How somebody is writing to a friend? In this day and age, it's a WhatsApp message. Has your WhatsApp message ever sounded like this? He said, I'm getting fed up with the complacency in the church and filled with holy anger against the devil against sin, against our unbelief, and also against the church. Everything in the world is broken. Confidence in governments, confidence in dollars, marriages are breaking up, and teenagers are breaking up their minds with drugs. All is broken, except one thing, the heart of the believers. But I believe that we need broken hearts to face this colossal mess. Weeping is a command, but there should be action after that. Joel 2.7 He says, the present lethargy in the church is almost unpardonable. I need to bear a broken heart over the coldness in the church. Yea, the fields are really white. He said, Doug, let us bind our hearts to the reaching of the unreached. We need to become impervious to the opinions of others about our zeal. We should not care about what it will cost us to be burnt out for God. Whether we are flattened or fattened, esteemed or despised, condemned a fool or a philosopher, through evil report or good report, kisses or curses, we should be set to do the will of him who sent us. We need to move out away from the centralized system we seem to be having in Accra. The church is founded with showmanship competition, holding the firm of religion, but denying the power thereof. 
He said, although the Pharisees' prayer is always seen as not good enough, God, I thank you, I'm not like other people. Swindlers, adulterers, unjust. How many church people can pray such prayers anyway? May God help us. I pray like Habakkuk did. Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. Love to all. Can you imagine what this... If you, now, if you are someone who has read the Pauline letters, the letters of Paul, you are going to see elements of Paul's letters inside these things. See somebody's letter to a friend. Have you ever messaged your friend to encourage him or her in the gospel? Have you ever messaged them to tell them, don't worry, look, let's, let's, let's persevere. Let's persevere. Let's do this thing. Let's go ahead. Let's, did you, how many of you, how many of you are moved by what, what I just read? This letter moved you. Let me see how it moved you. It did something to you, hearing that. This is what friendship is about. If you don't have a friendship like that, it's like this cultivate friendship. You become a friend like this. Imagine these letters are so precious to this guy that he saved them for years. They are students like you and me. Not me, sorry. You and me. <laughs> he saved these letters and kept them. I'm sure he read them over and over again. When he gets discouraged, you open it and read it. Fire will come upon him again. He will keep the letter somewhere. He will get discouraged. Come back, read it again. <laughs> Sisters and brothers, you want to keep your fire? You want to make sure that you're 80 and you're still on fire for God? Have friends that are burning with the same passion. Notice he said that what brought us together was our love for the gospel. Let this gospel mean something more to you than just putting an Instagram post. Let it mean something more to you than us attending meetings because they say we should attend or because I want to make friends. Let it mean more to you than your life itself. This is why we are here. Whatever course you are studying, whatever it is, this is the reason you are here. It's the reason you are alive. This thing here is the reason. It's why Jesus died. This thing here. And that's just one letter. There are other, you know, I was reading this last night and I was just like, wow. I was just, ah. what kind of friendship is this? Hey. Look at the second one. He calls this one dreaming about evangelism. <laughs> Written in 1987. Can you imagine? Someone is talking about dreaming about evangelism. He says, Hi, Brother Doug. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, since you have so much to do in these crucial times, I had better write just a note and not a letter. I always thank God for the mission God has called us to. Yesterday, God told me clearly that I had better get serious with this ministry because the time is short. Can you imagine? Someone is right here and say, yesterday God told me. Have you told, has your friend ever told you? Ah, I was just gisting with God yesterday. And God was saying that, man, we need to be more serious in this school. We need to win more souls. Has your friend, you know, ever told you that? Have you ever told you that? You know? <laughs> I've never told you that. Have you told someone that before? Yes, now it should be normal. You call your friend. You know, 
Think about this. If you call your friend, you know, some of you have friends in other places and countries and everything. If you call your friend, what do you talk about? You know, this, this, they, maybe they didn't even have phones. 1987. When you call your friend, it should be like, how are you? How are you doing? What's up now? You catch up on good times. But somehow, somehow, it must still lead to the work of ministry, the gospel. Man, guy, we really need to do more. We need to do more. We need to do more. We need to pray more. How's your prayer life? Say, we need to pray more. It's not to make you feel hopeless. It's to challenge you. So that among all of us as a family and members, you know, we know that there's a way we conduct ourselves. You know what? We know that if I'm sitting and I'm talking to my friends, I know that there's something that must come in. Something is missing in this conversation. Ah, God, I bring it inside. You understand? It must be like that. And those of you that are just joining, we hear maybe a month, two months, three months and all that. It's not, don't think you're just joining means, means that you should be behind. No. From these meetings, you can catch a passion, a deep burden, you understand, for the things of God, a deep urgency. And I believe that people will leave this meeting with that in Jesus' name. Amen. A deep urgency. Knowing the time is short. A deep passion. You live fervent. People can tell you, you, you know, that your life has changed. He said, he said, Doug, I am bent on seeing the mighty hand of God in our ministry. I've never been satisfied with anything short of that. And God himself knows. As we launch out, I'm so certain of the fact that God will be confirmed. So that what was said of Christ, that a man approved of God by many signs and wonders, would also be said of us and the ministry. So that man's faith will not rely on the wisdom of man, but the power of God. I know that we really do a lot. I see you as an answer to a need in my life. Are you looking at this? How a friend is writing to another friend. He said, you might not understand this very well, but I hope, you know, mommy will explain further. The hold of evangelism on me gets stronger with every passing day. It never lessens. I dream of it. Wake up with that dream and go to bed with it. Still occupy my mind. The greater part of my mind. Ah, ah. This is a letter from a friend to a friend. From a friend to a friend. He says, I know that God will lead us by His Spirit and we will see with our own eyes utterly many things, many coming to, the, to taste for the first time, the unspeakable gift. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells, us, tells you and whatever He's reading, He gives you, be sure I will agree with you. Dad, we have to make it. We can make it. We will make it in Jesus' name. Well, He says, for the sake of formality, let me just wish you success in your exams. <laughs> you are a stranger to failure. Can you see? He just said, so he tells you that they were students. Say, okay, you have exams. He will succeed in Jesus' name. But <laughs> the major bulk of the letter was an urgency. Tell your neighbor, be that kind of friend. Tell yourself, I have to be this kind of friend. What's on your mind? Boys, bags. Boys and bags. See, let me tell you, run from that kind of friend. All the person knows and is more concerned about is the latest fashion, latest thing, latest gist, latest gossip, latest boy, latest, you know, girl. That's what they are thinking about, talking about. That person is an enemy. An enemy. Leave the person. Because a person 
that is your friend who always influences you. Is that you influence the person to your own side or the person who influences you to their own side? There is no two ways about it. Everyone is a product of influence. Are you with me? If you are here, say I'm here. He now ends, I didn't even thought I was the end of the letter. See what he said. He said, regards to Asamoah, Stanley, Don Casey, and all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Grace and peace. This, you can tell this is a person that reads his Bible cover to cover. Because even the language has changed. <laughs> Grace and peace, you must plan on to you. I plan coming to church there on Sunday, but I can't because I'm supposed to preach at Nautica College. I'll be there next Sunday. Are you seeing that? <laughs> Are you seeing this? Let this burden rest on you in Jesus' name. Amen. This thing must, you must catch this fire. You must catch it. You must burn. Now your prayer point will change. You know, from now on, the prayer point of Israel has to change. Direct most of the prayers towards souls, towards the work. You know, you will know you've grown when you come and you're not praying about anything else. That, you're, that, that most of the prayer point is not God I want this God do this in my life do something new in my life what's wrong with you if you have issues yes there are issues and everything you can sort that out but get to the point where most of your prayers your burdens your prayer point is souls Lord people my class must get saved my home must get saved my roommates must get saved all we must get saved it's a burden you are constantly praying for them praying for them praying for them Pray for them. The people that have come into the faith, that they will be established, that they will grow spiritually. Their eyes will be open to the truth. They won't backslide. You will be praying for them, that they will be strengthened with mind in their inner man. You are praying for them. Passion. That's what occupies your heart most of the time. Did you see what this guy said? Look, at, let me read that part to you again. He said, the whole of evangelism on me gets stronger with every passing day. It never lessens. I dream of it. Uh-uh. What do you dream of? Your ancestors. Say, I dream of it. He says, I wake up with that dream and I go to bed with it, still occupying the greater part of my mind. Have friends that are obsessed with God. Have friends that their own is too much. As I'm talking, a serious person here will be evaluating all their friends, the friends you have. Ask yourself, which friends, you know, and know where to put them. Other courts. Shift them to the other courts. I'm serious. So you, them, you will need to break the friendship. You need to distance yourself. Get a new best friend. You don't have any best friend. Go and meet somebody. See, I, I love the way you, you know, you pray. I love the way you live your life, your Christian life. I want to be your friend. Humble yourself and do it. I want to be friends. Say, nobody loves me. Come on, go and... Yes. Find somebody. Are they together? You encourage her in the Lord. Your passion. When you don't feel so, so it do happen sometimes. You don't feel like going for fellowship. You don't feel like going for meetings. You don't feel like praying. Let that person be the one that looks out for you. And say, ah, this person is not here. Or they can get up. Come on. Go. Say, I don't feel like it doesn't matter. Come on, let's, let's go. That's a friend that loves you. It's not the friend that's trying to be understanding. That friend doesn't love you. The one that loves you is the one that will drag you out. I'm not feeling fine. You're, you're healing just the call. Let's go. Let's go. That's a friend that loves you. 
Amen. Amen. Look at this one. Okay, he now, the same letter, he now said affections, love from Cynthia, of course, affections, brother T. He said, I hope after exams you'll be free enough with the permission of whoever so that we can talk and pray for these times. Can you imagine? He said, well, I hope you'll be free. Why? So we can just, so we can what? Talk and what? Pray. See friendship. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this kind of letter don't move to speak in tongues, I don't, I don't know what will move you. <laughs> you see, many of you, it's even strange to you. Very, very foreign concepts to you. Very strange. Because you, you don't know such. First time you hear of such. You can tell that the person that is writing the letter is someone that is given to soul winning, given to raising disciples, given to studying the Bible, given to prayer. Given to it. That's also occupying the guy's mind. Say, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming of it. That kind of person, this kind of meeting, I'm sure that the kind of book he will bring. You know, I once went for a meeting and I saw teenagers like, like you, all of you here, young people. And they were, the person I was preaching is one of them that he's quoting the verse of scripture every 10 seconds. Do you know, I saw students with higher education. Some of them were even in secondary school that came for that meeting. Higher education. 60 leaves or 80 leaves. <laughs> See them writing. They wrote almost everything the man said. I heard them even went to, went to their hostels at night. They were comparing notes. Say, I, what, I, I think I missed something. Let me compare. And oh, I, I missed this part. I mean, you, you got it back. Copy into his notes. Can you imagine? See the amount of passion. I don't want to miss it. And you think that they would just write it like many of you and just keep it in their... For where? That night they did not sleep. They are studying everything. They're going over it. Going over it. Going over it. Discussing it. Shed. I said, man, we need to pray more. So of them even did not sleep. They had a prayer meeting. That is what fire does to you. <laughs> Amen? Amen? That is what friendships, quality friendships do to you. They spur, the Bible says, spur, provoke one another to good works. They sharpen you. They make you better. You make them better. Amen? Amen. Is somebody being provoked? Yes, sir. Eh? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, that yes, sir, sounds like maybe Satan is in your midst. Is someone being provoked? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Let your heart be on the main thing. On the main thing. The real thing. Leave all this milk and juice you're drinking. <laughs> Look at the next letter. Oh Lord, that somebody will catch, you know, that's what I was praying for. Someone will catch a burden. <laughs> that someone will catch a burden here. Burden. Burden for these things. You'll be so burdened to wake you up at night. <laughs> Look at this other letter. It said, I'm with you. So, are you seeing that this is a book you must get? Look at this one. It's, it's called, I'm with you. He said, Pastor, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. In fact, you mean so much to me. And I don't feel worthy to be a co-worker with you. However, God has considered my lower estate and given me favor on your sight. Henceforth, all men shall call me blessed. Please, I don't, even, I don't understand what's wrong with this guy. But anyway, please, don't let my way tell you that these are unusual, my normal, usual and normal raps. I mean this to all my heart and God is my witness. 
Well, pastor, I have great confidence in you as my pastor. And I know we are a terror of the, to the kingdom of the devil. And a great embarrassment to demons. Hallelujah. He says, well, this is from the guy. The guy is going to say hallelujah. <laughs> but you can say the amen. amen. He said, we are going to walk together. Walk together. And be an unflinching threat to the negative spiritual world. Also, I wish to use this occasion to reaffirm my pledge and commitment to you. I want you to know you can trust me in, to the last degree. I'm very stable and settled in mind. Purpose and objective. Glory to Jesus. I really wish I could come home and give you a birthday hug. But where I, where I am, I'm restrained and inhibited by our, perce- our perceiving circumstances. I'm with you in the spirit anyway. Look at that. <laughs> then the last letter. The last one. It's called Let's Die Preaching. <laughs> Let's die what? <laughs> he says, Hello, Brother Dag. Only the Holy Ghost can reveal to you what's going on in my heart since I came from Kolebu. Like I said, I never knew that you had such a vision at all. I really bless God for you and for making us know each other in these times when so many believers are seeing the second coming of Christ. So you can also see something that's happening because. I believe that this dark guy started growing in ministry and becoming very popular and stuff. And you can see the way he started writing to him. And he was happy for him. So a good friend is happy for you. You cast out devils, they are happy for you. You don't say, me, I'm not cast out devils, I'm angry with you. No. Yes, you raise the dead, they are happier. You understand? Whenever you have progress, they are happy. They are joyful. That's a friend who... Other one is envious and bitter. That's a... Anyway, <laughs> he says the hope of Christ's return is not, is not a certainty as, as an escapist clause. It is not an alibi <laughs> for non-involvement. To the contrary, it is a spot to holiness, to evangelism and to obedience. It is a maturation to make God's words on earth our own. As what Jesus said, occupy till I come. One man said we are to behave and give and love and walk as though Jesus Christ died yesterday, rose today and is coming again tomorrow. Surely the greatest need of the church today is not more members, more buildings or more money. The supreme issue is missions and evangelism, repentance and revival. It is not great strength or great wealth that Christ calls on for his church on the eve of his coming. It is great faithfulness to him and great obedience to his will and to the opportunities he gives us. Dad, let's die preaching. Let's give our whole heart to it. Let's make it our own business so that we can say, like, say with Paul, my gospel. I can personalize it. It makes a lot of difference. Let's be pliable tools in the hands of the master. He really needs us. I'm dying to see next term come. Ah, as at long last, signs, wonder, miracle, which you have desired is near glory. I can see my own come to know God. I can see the power of God present to lead and to see establishment and abundance in the kingdom of God. Glory. Dad, I'm quite sorry if I've not been able to express myself quite. The spirit will reveal it to you. I have a burden I cannot describe. It keeps bubbling in my heart and belly. The word of God is like fire in my bones. Oh, the world is waiting for us. There is a command from above going to all the world. There is a cry from beneath. Father Abraham would send someone to preach to my relatives. And there is a call from without. Come over to Macedonia to help us. We shall surely do it. If even it means sacrificing and investing our last pen into it. Or even walking over broken bottles. And the God of all grace shall see us through. Regards from my beloved. Look at what someone is writing. If this doesn't move you to prayer. To tears. Hey. Oh my God. Let us, let us pray. Father, make us this kind of people. Let us pray. Father, make us. Help us become these kinds of people. These kinds of people. 
Help us to become friends like this. Reliable pillars. Pray with your heart. The way you pray tells us a lot. Like the fire in my heart, Lord. Let a burden rest on my heart. Make me this kind of person. Help me. Let me cooperate with you to become this kind of person. Make me this kind of person. Help me to be a friend like this. Soko Robotorobosh Vraba Lebolobolobosh Macandaleo Salabalabados Repolonomo Solabalabados Rabba Rebedebo Salabalabalabash Reponoton de Salabalabados the fire must not go down I must be a reliable person a faithful person a firebrand Lambate no 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 shabalabalabalos Shabalabades Amen Amen Handada Amen Number three what was number three? What did I say number three was? Deliberate action. So, basically, you can write this, what dows the fire, or what dows is the fire, and how to avoid it. Maybe that should be the topic of, of it, because it's a two-way thing. Deliberate actions. What kills fire is when you're not deliberate about your Christianity. What amplifies fire is when you are deliberate. Deliberate means the same way you are deliberate about studying your notes. The same way you know that you are going to fail if I don't read every day. It is the same way you become deliberate about the gospel. The same way you become deliberate about soul winning. The same way you become deliberate about, about meetings, about cell, about prayer, about your study life, about listening to sermons. A deliberate action. You must tell yourself, I said this time to pray. It must be conscious. You said a time to pray. You said a time to study. You set a time to worship. You have to make sure you plan it into your everyday life. Lack of plan and this idea that it just happened is what will kill it. You must plan retreat for yourself. 
The day you are free, you don't have many lectures. You say, you know what, I'm going to spend half the day or a whole day. I will lock myself in and I'm just going to spend time on the word, on prayer. I'm going to fast that day. I'm going to build myself. When last did you fast? Have you fasted for a full day? Have you fasted for three days? When last? Fasting is still good. Praying for long hours is still good. Those actions that look boring. Yes, they look boring, but they are the the life and blood of the ministry. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up. Let's rise. Father. Let's rise. Kabadabala. Let me, I'm just going to ask a few questions, you know, because there's feedback is important in a meeting. You understand? Because the truth about that in this kind of meeting, I said some people came with a cup, right? Some people came with a reservoir. And how you receive is based on that. How passionate you become after this meeting is based on that. Your expectation. Yes. Because I can tell you, some people, after hearing all the things I just said, some people will live here to say, I've seen that one happen. It always happens. Some people will concern them. They're okay with head. But to some people, it, it can become a defining moment in, your, in their lives. It can become that time, that period, when you say to yourself, enough is enough. And you decide, I refuse to be normal anymore. Anyway, we're going to pray. We're going to pray now. And I just want to see, the prayer is not going to be long, but I want you in that prayer, right, to be engaged. You know, we can pray and not there. When you have in prayer, you should be there, your mind. Because you need to understand that your imagination is God's canvas. Your imagination is what God projects his ideas on. So I want you to be involved in the prayer. I want your imagination to be active. I want you to be thinking on this thing. Lord, you know, I want to live here a person of fire. I want to live a person, I want my, my vigor. I want to grow more, you know. Let me even say one more thing. That the, the way you keep fire, I would say that if you only try to sustain your fire, it will go down. You should try to grow your fire. In other words, try to become hotter than you were yesterday. Try to become more intense. I gave an example. If we light a fire here, Right? Which one is easier? To wait till, you know, you to put wood. Which one is easier? To wait till the fire starts to die, then throw in some sticks of wood to get it back. Or, as the fire is there, be checking it, throw one piece of wood. As it's there, throw some paper inside. As it's there, keep on throwing some, keep on feeding the fire. Which one is easier to do? Eh? Feed it, right? That is how your Christian life should be. It's not like you are on fire, then you now calm down a bit. As a child, you are, you are going soft too. You now start to add, you know, these things. No. It must be a deliberate, conscious effort every day to be better, to be, you know, be, to be more this thing, to take more responsibility, to win more souls, to go all out. Throw the wood inside. In fact, carry a tank of diesel and throw it inside. Explode. You understand what I'm saying? That's it. Don't relent. Don't let anyone tell you that uh, it's too much. Uh-uh. When they tell you so much, they say, are you serious? Go and carry another tank and throw inside. You understand? Uh-huh. Okay. 
So we're going to pray, but as I said, I want you to be in that prayer. Be there in the prayer, you get. Let the fervency move you. It should be evident in your posture. It should be evident in what you are saying. You understand? It should be apparent that I have a burden, there's something. And the prayer point is, Lord, that zeal that I want it to be said of me, that zeal for your house has eaten me up, has consumed me. You understand? You can raise it a bit more. Amen. Amen. Pandamana. Zimba la batina valadus. Higher. Yes. I sense the fire of God. I sense the fire of God. Pena. Sibadada. You cannot spray it on your breath. But I sense it. I sense it. I can see like a cloud in this place. God just said I should speak. As I'm speaking, things are going to start happening. There are people here, you know, you're already that fire. There's a fire on your inside already. You feel the fire. Now more is going to come upon you. I'll count of three. One, two, three. Now, take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. More. Zeal. 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 It consumes you. Come on. Sapa. Sepe. Karab. Sepe. Papa. Kepe. Papa. Pedos. Pedos. Pados. Palaboso. Pelebelebo. Shalabalabalaba. Amen. Amen. There's a burden for evangelism. A burden. A burden for evangelism. A burden for souls. Right now, receive. 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 It's a burden for souls. Receive. Bahenama. Zubo. Yes, a burden, a burden, a burden. A burden, ha 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 ha! A burden, oh, a burden, a burden, a burden. Hand ya 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 ya. Amen. Just lift your hands. Lift your hands. Now there's going to now. There's a burden. I mean, a burden for souls. It's not just what's going to happen. There's going to be an overwhelming compassion for souls that's going to come upon people. Like yeah, the desire. You understand? Desire to win the loss will come upon people. Before that, there are about several people here that have the call of an evangelist on their life. Rapa Dama. At the count, shh, at the count of three, power is going to come upon you. One, two, three, receive. No, 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 no. Now, now, now. Strong call for evangelism. Receive, receive. The call of the evangelist. Receive that. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Power of God will be evangelist. Right now, right now, right now. Amen. 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 So there's going to be a burden, and it, remember we said it's by desire. It's by desire. All you have to do is reach out. Just be open. Just be open to it. Be open to it. Be open to it. There's a, a passion for souls. Some people is going to come as compassion, you know, tears for the lost and everything. But regardless of how it comes, some of you is a conviction that you come. You may feel something, you may not. It's not it doesn't depend on that. But some of you a resolve will be formed. 
Some of you got to paint pictures in your mind or show you things and show you, you know, the, the work ahead. You understand? But a burden for souls, a burden, a fire. That's a fire is coming upon you. There will be literal fire. We call it a baptism of fire, a baptism of zeal. Ha pa ba ba ba. No, nobody will say anything. Just open your hearts. Just open your hearts. If you are speaking to under your breath, under your breath, not loud, not just Now, Father, the same way it was on the Pentecost. That there was a rushing mighty wind, and there was, you know, people left that place with zeal, with passion, with fire for souls. It was a baptism of fire. Lord, the same way, let there be a baptism of fire here for soul, with passion, zeal. Just just lift up your hands in surrender. Just hand it up. The Holy Spirit is going to start working in three seconds. One, two, three. Receive. 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 Sude. It's for everybody. Receive. It's a passion. It's a passion. It's a passion. It's zeal. It's zeal. It's zeal. Kapakada. It's zeal. Kamanano. Sube. Predozo. It's zeal. It's zeal. Hanana. It's zeal. It's zeal. It's a fire. It's a fire. It's a fire. It's a burden. A burden. It's 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 a burden. Haha. It's a burden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a burden. Sarada. It's the fire. It's a burden. Ripanonosu. Ripanosu. Ripanosu. Silebos kumba. It's a fire. It's a burden. Hamaninus. Hand out. It's a burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. Halida dosa. Zingre. Zubrodo. Zumbre. Zingre. Zingre. Yes, yes, yes. Zubre. 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 Shabababababa. Here. A burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. It's a passion. Hambadada. It's zeal. Handia. Zeal from your house. Liga da nusu panda. Zeal for your house. Zeal, passion, body for the lost, for the lost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ooh, shapaba. Sabra, who is passionate here? Who is passionate here? Who is having their passion restored? You know, if you're here, you don't have to feel anything. You might not even be feeling passionate, but it's by faith. You do those things by faith. You receive it. By faith. You say, yes, I'm the person they're talking about. Let me tell you, when something like that comes, you, you disqualify yourself that it's finished. Even if you, it seemingly looks like nothing happened to you, you are the one that puts yourself in a position to be qualified. You are the one that steps forward and says, I'm the man they're talking about. I'm the woman they're talking about. I'm that person. How can zeal be catching anybody to not catch me? No, I'm zealous. You walk by faith. You will even be more deadly than people that fell and jumped about the place. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Is anybody here, God is giving, God has given you a message or something, showed you something or whatever. Yeah? 
God was really opening my eyes to a lot of people here that have been feeling like they've been feeling condemned, they've been feeling like they could they cannot start up sales, they cannot preach to people. And then for some people is the thing of what would they think about me? What would they say when they see me talking about Jesus? What would they say? How would they see me? Would they be able to like some people feel like okay, maybe I'm too cold. I'm going to reduce that standard that people have seen me in this particular way. But then after when when you were imparting us here, I just saw some people being like I just saw like frame of lions, like that's boldness. He says that sometimes you'll be in your classroom that you don't you not even know how it's happening. You just start talking about Jesus. You start preaching to somebody, you start sharing the love of God to somebody. And then he talked about some people that have been very like lukewarm, like you know, when it comes to coming to sell and all these things, they don't take it serious. Say that when they leave here, you are the one that will be asking when is this, when is that? You want to be involved, you want to participate. He says there is a deeper level of hunger for souls and people that are out there, even your friends. I just, well, let me just forget this person. Like, you will not have any rest until you talk to these people. That hunger is so deep. It's so deep and it's so real. You won't be able to hold back. You won't be able to hold back. You will no longer see yourself. You will learn to put Jesus first because he's the one that matters. Because he's the one that matters. Bodies, 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 bodies. And that's really the people. He says his, his love is going to be so real to you. And he said, like he said something about love being contagious, that you won't be able to hold back. You won't be able to hold back. And he said that sometimes this love will not only be in words, it will be in actions. It will be in actions. You go out of your way to show love to people, to show God in expression, to make God real to these people. And he said that somebody here is so worried about what if when he goes, will I still feel the same way? He says you should continue praying. That fire is there. He says the best way to learn to pray is to pray. He says continue praying. Go back to the place of prayer. That everything you need, that direction you need is there. The blueprint is there. Go back to the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So take those words to heart. Amen.